Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Matt, did you know that Epic hates Apple and Google and potentially other places that take cuts of money? Don't look at yourself, Epic. Can you believe it? We'll eventually get to the end of that conversation at the end of this podcast this is a podcast spoilers this is a podcast gamers 2 podcast for the 14th of uh august august 14th i love that you look at your watch it's on the dock three times and in bold at the top. <laughs> Listen, I relied on this doc. Like it's it's got me once or twice. So I don't I don't try. Right. It's not a reliable source now. Fair enough. To where you know we missed it one week. I like that it's not a reliable source now. Everything we're about to read to you is on the doc. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that tell you? Check check your sources. Uh, Show your work. What is this? Uh, it's your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that may pique our interest. It should be called What Is This? What is this, games? What is this, games? What are those? What are... Games. The Crocs. Yeah, I mean to ask you about the Croc thing. They're Not that you're wearing them. More that I didn't realize until the end of recording last week that I was wearing Crocs. That you had worn them the entire time. You, the your floor up here. I don't know what it is with this floor up here. Oh, here we go. Kills again. my feet. Got to bash my house. Falls asleep in no. the living room. Gets up here and can't stand. The it kill. I don't know what it is with this floor, but it like it racks my feet. All right. So I was like, and I tried. I was flip flopping for a while. Flip flops did not have enough cushion. And they almost never have cushion. Yeah, they're flip flops. I mean, they're they have a, it's a little piece of foam. You know, I was hoping that would be enough. It was not. So, so I, I got got a sploosh on the sploosh splurge on the gel ones. Well, I've resorted to the Crocs. I mean, I generally wear my Crocs now in lieu of flip flops at all times, okay. and it just also happens that they are a little bit more cushiony. So you have smaller feet than I do, right? You're tens. Yeah, I'm a ten. Ten. All right, so my thirteens probably aren't going to fit. But toss me one of those. I want to just. I haven't ever put Crocs on, so I'm just curious if they're even. Oh, well, it actually, like fits. Yeah, there's sizing there's, with there's Crocs. Is yeah, not a sandals thing. and yeah, I can see the heel. Heel's got some more cushion in it. I can see. I can see what you. I can see. Oh, what you, you know what it is. I can These see are a ten to a twelve. 
All right, close they're enough. One, they're one of those. Ooh, we're like socks. We got ranges. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly my heel. So it yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, and that makes sense. Those have decent heel sponge in them. It's also, you know, I mean, not that we can delay games for much longer, but in the foot discussion, I am a size 13 foot. All my sneakers are 13s. But that some that varies when we get to sandals, bowling shoes. I'm like an eleven and a half, boots depend. You know, another thing like they all. My Red Wings are a size nine, and they're still too big. Yeah, so like there's just all these weird. I have size ten and a half Pumas uh, that are like they're skinny, kind of like driving shoe style okay. sneakers. Too small. Yeah, I have thirteen Puma running shoes that are a little bit tight on me, but. They're running shoes, so they should be a little bit more snug than loose. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be sliding around in them. Yeah, but I mean, otherwise, they're if it's a sneaker and I'm in a 13, I'm I usually feel comfortable ordering online. If it's a dress shoe or anything else, I'm like I can't risk that, and I need to go try something on because yeah, shot in the dark. Yep, I concur. But anyway, there's our feet sizes. You're welcome. If yeah. you wanted to not buy new shoes and spend money on something else, what could they do, Matt? I mean, you could spend them on video games, I guess. I guess if you play those. You could. And you could spend it on these new games that came out this week. Brunch Club for the PS4 and Xbox One. Hyperscape, though it is free to play, for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That's the official launch of Hyperscape. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Infinite Combat. I feel like we've done this one already. For PC, PlayStation, and Switch, this is the U.S. release. Oh. Last week was the European release, and it's a name so great, I had to say it twice. Okay. And that saying is supposed to go a name so nice, I had to say it twice. Not great and nice. Those don't rhyme. Next one is Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bone Town for the PC. Our favorite place to visit. Number five is Metamorphosis for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number six, Pop-Up Dungeon for the PC. Number seven, A Total War Saga, Troy for the PC. And if you missed it, it was free for the first 24 hours on Thursday, August 13th on Epic. But if you missed it, that's over now. Sucks. To suck. It does. You got to pay $60? Is that what it is? 60 or 50 One of the two? You're paying money at this point, and it's not free 50 Which is a lose situation. Or free 99 Number eight. The Alto Collective. Is that like a saxophone thing? For PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number nine. Darkestville Castle for PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number ten. Double Kick Heroes. PC, Switch. Number 11, Ever Forward for the PC. Number 12, Kill It With Fire for the PC. Spiders get in your houses, Matt, get in your rooms, and you need to kill them with fire or other horrible ways, kill it with fire. That is really what the game basically, you know. You just kill things with fire. Yeah, I think specifically the idea of spiders or whatever. I think they, and they give you the, the old... Uh, not extravagant. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Extra is the stupid way to say what I'm talking about. Over the top. Okay. Extravagant. No, that's fancy. Over over the top ways. 
outlandish ways of killing spiders. So you might have a flamethrower and you have to kill one tiny spider. Or you have one tiny spider and they hand you a revolver. You know, just murder it. Yeah. Or every arachnophobe's greatest fear. There's a spider in my kitchen and I have a shotgun. What do I do? Well, you shoot yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. At this point, the spider wins. And you just accept your fate. To yeah. be forever, have your body, your corpse, wound up in his web once he becomes big enough to take yeah. you. You're going to be filled with hundreds, maybe thousands of baby spiders. and uh, If you're lucky. They'll come bursting out of you. It'll be great. Yeah, but you'll be dead. Better to be dead and none for that and then alive. Number 13, Eastern Exorcist for the PC. Why can't there be a Western Exorcist, man? Number 14, UFC 4 for the PlayStation and Xbox. UFC, still making those. I mean, it's only the fourth one. It's not like this is the 90th FIFA. Four too many. Or football manager. I There's a lot of those. There are. Started as championship manager. Little little history for you in case you're curious. A little history for you and a teaser for what's Nate been playing too much of lately. Odd times of the day, too. It's I gotta line my schedule up with the West Coast. Goddamn West Coast people. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. I'm like drinking coffee, like looking at the dock and I see bleep, bleep. Nate's playing football manager. I was like, what the fuck? Well the best part is you do that and then I open up football manager on the one screen, you see that. And then the next thing I do is I go to my other man my other monitor and I go, Let's open up the dock. Oh hey, Matt's in the dock. <laughs> Let me start typing in the middle of his work. Do you want odds or evens? Um, I care not. Oh, son of a bitch, you got me. I don't care either. Hold on. We're going to do this a democratic way. Flipping a coin. Boy, which side's which? The TV is evens. The logo is odds. Okay. For who? Call it in the air. Doesn't matter. So just call it in the air. TV well, your logo. Yeah, but if you if you call one, <laughs> then you're choosing. All right, I'll tell you what. Whatever way this lands, okay, I'll start. Okay, with whatever comes up. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I'm not gonna pick one. Okay. But if it comes up, so with TV the, was even. odds, evens, evens. Okay, logo odds. And if I just if I just flip that, don't correct me. I'm going with TV is evens. Okay, because it's the easy one to remember. Logo odds, O's, O's. All right. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna not flick this in the room. I'm gonna toss it out the room. I'll be right back. Looks like a TV to me. And they were TV. Evens, it is. TV evens? was evens. Right, Even so TVs. I'm going first. I Even guess. Stevens. And Matt goes first with the odds. That's how the democratic process works at this podcast. And and. General. And in general, we flip coins based on what we feel like, even if it has two sides of the same. Two sides of the same coin. Never understood that saying, but we'll just continue on to the actual news of the podcast. Uh, EA subscription <laughs> services, EA Access, and Origin S A S Origin S Origin Access I knew, Basic. I knew there was a new look to that logo, and I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. Will become EA Play from Tuesday. August 18th. 
uh, Origin Access Premier, the premium version of the service, will also change names to become EA Play Pro. Uh, this rebranding will not affect the benefits linked to each of these services, with EA uh, actually promising more perks. Uh, the coming month, month. Oh my God, it's gonna be one of those days, dude. I gave you odds for the first story, and you're fucking up like this. Come on. The coming months uh, should see quote exclusive in-game challenges and monthly reward drops for members on select titles. End quote. The announcement said. Uh, in addition, EA's annual live event, which was known as EA Play, will now be called EA Play Live. It's a good thing I didn't read this one. Because I would have interrupted myself before the last sentence when I said, well, EA Play is what we called your show at E3. Are you trying to confuse everybody? On the opposite side, this is great. I'm actually completely for this. Yeah? Because Origin Access never made fucking sense. It really didn't. I mean, at least EA, EA Play does make sense. EA Play, it's pretty clear. We have EA titles, and you play them. Do you want the upgraded version of that? EA Play... EA titles, and you play them professionally. Like, okay, all right, all right, I see what you're getting Bro. at. Origin access, Origin was only ever relevant to the PC, and you have EA play across consoles and stuff like that, too. So it makes sense to bring it all under one correct naming convention, and we all live in harmony now. Because if you had told an Xbox person, like, oh, hey, yeah, you have Origin access, and they were like, <laughs> what? And you're like, ah, oh, just said, never mind. I never mind. I'm not explaining what Origin is to you. You don't understand what a launcher is. What did you say? <laughs> What's a PC? What you're playing on consoles or PCs? Not here to have that argument though. It's going to be a while. I need to stop holding on to this. I'm going to drop it. Um, loud noises. It will, I feel it like it's an actual poker chip. It'll. Are you? Tame. Do you have? Do you have Under Armour stuff? This is we're going down a tangent here, but it's really bothering me. All right, so yes, I do. Do you are, have are we their so-called like sh- heat gear? You've seen it, I'm assuming. I believe I have a shirt that would fall under their heat gear category, a long sleeve shirt specifically. Very uncomfortable. Is that what's going on right now? Yeah. Oh, all right. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> is it's, it is it this? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm under the assumption that maybe I have it backwards, but isn't heat gear for when it's hot out? When you're hot, perhaps. I'm not positive. See, that's a, I'm not positive either. I'm sure this is a quick Google search away from us finding out the answer. But I am... This shirt's killing me. You're dying? It's fucking killing me. I like <laughs> the idea that it rejects the idea that you're not athletic, so you shouldn't be wearing Under Armour. And it just goes, screw this, man. It shall now sweat into we until we are happy. <laughs> I do appreciate Under Armour's shirts though, because like I am I am not I'm not an athletic person. Like I don't work Any, out anymore. I don't do any of that physical stuff in that in that realm anymore. But I wear <laughs> Under Armour shirts because I sweat a lot. I do they're very, sweat a they're, lot. They're that nice breathable material. They dry quickly. Yeah. From all the sweat we put on them, that's my life right now. Though I'm, it's I swear, and it's like this, like itchy hot, like yeah. yeah I oh, trust me, I know exactly. Dude, mowing the lawn earlier, I got the same thing. 
But would you believe that I could mow the lawn in a game called Plants vs. Zombies available on EA Play? <laughs> wow. <sighs> really reach for that one. No, but they needed to, on the EA Play subject of things, they needed to bring it all under one house or under one name. And I think it's a good, it's a good name. It makes sense. It's not the origin part, which I think was bad. I think that's really it. I, I'm interested to see what the in-game challenges and monthly reward drops on select titles because when I hear monthly reward drops, I'm like, okay, Apex, FIFA Ultimate Team. <laughs> this shirt is killing him. Uh, Apex, FIFA Ultimate Team, and Madden Ultimate Team. Mm-hmm. Easiest thing to do, drop rewards. You drop them packs. Cool, they're happy. Uh, Apex, you drop them skins. Cool, they're happy. Yeah. In-game challenges, I see the same three. Throw Battlefield into the mix for all of these and throw Star Wars in the Battlefront one. Yeah. You know, stuff like that Squadrons makes Squadrons would work with it as well. Squadrons when it comes, when it comes out. out. Whatever the new Battlefield is. Yeah. It kind if of there is one. I mean, this is the pessimist in me, but it low-key solidifies the fact that EA is, like, very much still into the games-as-a-service thing. Right. So, yeah, the new uh, Dragon Age will be this. Yep. <laughs> will be a game to assert, which honestly scares the shit out of me, but... Yeah. It, well, it also scares me just because Bioware hasn't, hasn't you know, landed no. for the last three games. <laughs> They've kind of been... It's been a while. Not fire and blanks, getting a little, but it's uh, just been real questionable the entire time. Getting a little uh, second wind on Old Republic, though. A lot of Old Republic stuff. Yeah, but they moved... Didn't they move that off of them? Uh, I mean, it's I think still Old Bioware, Repu- but it's, it's... Bioware, but I think old, the Old Republic team or whatever, once they got so far in development, they moved it to an actual more nuanced MMO studio to have them continue. I thought it was still Austin. Is it not Austin? Maybe it's Austin because they... But didn't they have the fight with Edmonton? Wasn't that the conversation? There well, were... the, the, that's the running joke is that everything... It gets built by Edmonton and it, it gets... It's broken and then it gets given to Austin and right, Austin that's Right, because that's what we wanted Anthem to have happen. Which is what's happening. Which is what's happening. <laughs> so, I don't know. Sorry, I needed a liquid. Let's move on to number two, though. Microsoft is rumored to be unveiling its second, cheaper, next-gen Xbox console this month, and it looks like it will be called Xbox Series S. Shocker. Oh, if we want to start with Nate getting mad at gaming conventions, here we go. Sorry, naming conventions, here we go. The Verge had obtained photos of Microsoft's new next-gen Xbox controller in white, complete with packaging that mentions the Xbox Series S. A Twitter user by the name Zach S, (laughs) coincidence I think not, was able to purchase the controller and confirm it's genuine. The side of the packaging notes that the controller works with both Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles. Now, Matt, we have a lot to dissect here. Because the packaging, I think, is actually quite deceiving. Rebranding? Yes. I'm happy we're in the same boat. Same same wavelength here, which is really fucking scary. Which is scary, but that's how we also make this podcast. 
Because when you look at the side packaging, mm-hmm. it says Xbox Series X slash S. And then below that, it just says Xbox One. It does not mention Xbox One S. So, either we are now lumping all of the Xbox One S consoles that exist into now you're just Xbox Ones. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're not special anymore. You're all Xbox Ones. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Or the Series X is your top-of-the-line console, which we already know it is, and the now Series S run of consoles are your lower Lockhart level, blah, blah, blah. Or, Matthew, does this help solidify one of my theories when I split my eggs, if you do remember, into two distinct baskets? Because I realized all your eggs in one basket. It's quite a dumb move. I believe the philosopher Gandhi said that. And so I <laughs> took them and, and put them into this two. This is not a reputable <laughs> source of information. So I took them and put them into two baskets. One basket was that Lockhart was their emulation of older games. Okay. It was a profile for devs to be able to see if it would run. The, that, that It was just on the dev kits. But the interim teams were using it for testing of bringing forward the compatibility with the Xbox and 360 titles and Xbox One titles onto the Series X as they're rumored to be fully backwards compatible like that. Mm-hmm. The other basket I had put them in, if you do remember, was that Lockhart and its downsized specs was the streaming console. So all digital console but specifically meant to be integrated with the idea of xCloud. Mm-hmm. So while it would still have all the digital features, no disk drive, that kind of stuff, you can still download games to it and stuff like that. It is meant to act as a halfway point between the xCloud servers and you to take off some of the lag load of trying to preload things and do that type of stuff. Yeah. Do some rendering still at the local level and not all at the server farm. Which, seeing this, I went, huh. Xbox Series X slash S. Maybe this controller, the way they would normally do it. If you remember when Stadia came out, Stadia had its controller and they said, you must use our controller. Before that changed like a month later. Yeah. But at the beginning, they said you must use our controller. Well, with Microsoft doing something similar, they went, don't worry. All our controllers play nice with each other, including with this new xCloud streaming box. Here it is. <laughs> so there's, um, I've, I have now taken those two baskets and subdivided the second basket by two. This with is some, too confusing. I'm eggs. just going to... <laughs> some eggs still in the second basket, and other ones slowly moved away into the idea that it is a different console that is now the worst-kept secret in Microsoft. I acknowledge your baskets. <laughs> and i that's far too much complications and thinking, so I'm just going to say I think it's a rebranding of the previous gen. The one S is 
are going to become the, the series. one S's are just going to start being called the series S. Yes. Then what would you say to what Lockhart is? Just curious. If that if that fits that part, what do you make Lockhart out to be? Um. Well, Lockhart's specs were kind of shit, anyways. They were low. They so were, they were quite low from what the Series X is. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Do you come to? They mind? were less than an Xbox One X too, which was like. Yeah, they were. We had they we they had us questioning why would you hamper it so low? Yeah, so I think it's, even being an all digital one doesn't equal how low you are making that. Yeah, I'm wondering. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna stick with the rebranding of the One S and the Lockhart profile was just meant to rustle some jimmies. Ru- not rustle some jimmies, but that's a sprinkle topping. By give the way. you an approximate idea of how it would run on an Xbox One S. Interesting. I I do I do like that idea, but I think it was weird. I think we did have a similar thought both when we saw there was no mention of Xbox One S. Yeah, it was Xbox One. And then Xbox Series X slash S. Yeah. And we're like, we know there's a middle step there. And they also didn't mention the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. But so, that was discontinued. But Right, which is technically... And I think the One S is on its way, or is. Well, it's, that's what kind of feeds into my rebranding thing, is the One X was hard, discontinued, no longer in production, whereas the One S, we haven't gotten that. Yeah. We haven't gotten the official death yeah. day. So maybe they rebrand it with some slight tweakings, you know, maybe soup it up a little bit because they, the, it's so cheap for them to manufacture them now. So they're like, I will bump it up a little bit and rebrand it and say, Hey, if you can't afford a one X, because it's going to be like fucking $500. Yeah. I, I mean, 500 is, I think what we're both probably predicting the next consoles to be at, but having still not known who knows. All right, we're just gonna keep talking about consoles. So, well, buckle up because was it the first five stories of Microsoft? First, uh, well, three, four. Sorry, three. Three of the first four because Nate's stupid and can't figure out numbers. Numbers. What are those? Halo what Infinite. Oh, I guess that's the different story. All right, so Mason, kind Mason, of. what do the numbers mean? Kind of related, I guess. Halo Infinite, previously intended to be a key exclusive console launch title for the Xbox Series X this holiday, has been delayed into 2021. Uh, in a Twitter announcement today, or it wasn't today, it was like yesterday, uh, developer it, 343... It was like Monday. <laughs> was it Monday? Oh, yeah. Far out? Okay. It, was, it was a while ago. Uh, developer 343 Industries attributed the delay to multiple factors, including... Quote, the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year, end quote. In a post that dropped at the same time on Xbox Wire, Microsoft acknowledged the delay while placing a focus instead on the console's backward compatibility at launch, as well as the over 100 titles that are being optimized for the Series X. And more talk about uh, some potential more... Some potential more... Some more announcements coming about things that will... Some big announcements, apparently, about things that will be added to Game Pass and some other stuff. Do you have any Series X other notes in here before I keep going? Because it's relevant to this topic. Uh, Did you look at the next? Shit. 
<laughs> All right. I mean, you, you, we can just jump right into that I'm one. I'm going to read then. this next story before I talk about it, before I read it. Number four, Microsoft is committing to launching its next-gen Xbox Series X Xbox Box console <laughs> in November. The November launch date for the Xbox Series X <laughs> was revealed as Microsoft and 343 Industries made the decision to delay Halo Infinite. Microsoft had been planning to launch the Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite simultaneously this fall. The rumor is that the release date for the Xbox is November 6th. The same person who leaked photos of the unreleased Xbox controller mentioning the Series S also said the controllers were street dated for the 6th, which would be a really weird time to release it. Maybe. I mean, maybe the controllers are... It would be a week earlier than I would say would be the beginning of your, like, acceptable window in November. If I remember correctly, though, for whatever reasons, the accessories are usually street dated a week earlier. Earlier than the consoles. Yeah. Yeah. So people... It it never matters if those are out when you can't have the console to use it. Yeah. Um, All the internet, you know, pundits and stuff, are saying November six. Excuse me, sorry. I just I'm dying for you. I'm dying over here. Like I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm sweating. Hey, death. you chose my stomach is like you chose square, you chose square pizza. Square pizza is an abomination. Slices only. You come to this house, you expect slices. Yeah, yeah. They did me dirty. Same thing we say to vegans. We ask them politely to leave. <laughs> Or whatever that, uh, oh god, was it King of the Hill joke is? Bobby, we asked them politely to leave. <laughs> Take that square pizza and get out of here. No, but the this was on the immediate follow up of all the infinite news. And as far as infinite being delayed, color me shocked in the way that I'm not shocked. At all. This doesn't even begin. I'm not even close to surprised. Based on what we saw, there was no way they were dropping that this year. At least not to me. To to me. To me. The 6th, by the way, is a Friday. That's possible. The following week. It's not likely. but The following date is Friday. The 13th. The 13th. Which is even better to drop a console on. Um, What were we talking about? <laughs> Halo Infinite, Infinite got <laughs> pushed into 2021. Yeah. And I'm not surprised about it. I'm not surprised. Based I feel bad. what we saw and everything else. Yeah. Feel, feel, uh, feels bad, man, for uh, Microsoft. I mean, it feels, it feels bad, but it's... You, you did it to yourself? Yeah, that's that's if not, if it was not, in that if I'm removing the COVID yeah pandemic problems, you did it to yourself. They were hyping Halo Infinite as the launch title for this gigantic thing. So now, what are they going to pivot to as a launch title for the? Series there isn't X? one. I don't. I don't. I don't think there is one. I mean, I not, guess not a definitive Microsoft yeah. Studio definitive push. Yeah. I mean, if they market, if they have a good marketing department, they could spin the whole backwards compatibility Series X optimized thing. But 
it's still a tough sell. I think this goes back to Microsoft doesn't give a shit about consoles. And that that's a weird statement taken out of context with not knowing yeah, everything else we already know. But they they're they are they're playing a different game now. That that's exactly they're playing a different game. They care about X Cloud. Yeah, X. They care well, about X Cloud infinitely more than X Cloud Game Pass. The other services, mm-hmm. they they're like, oh, you guys are all playing football and you're pretty decent at it. I'm gonna go play Tiddlywinks and be the best one over here. And you're like, nobody fucking, fucking t- plays Tiddlywinks. <laughs> <laughs> but then you just see Microsoft in the street just killing it because all of a sudden there's a group of kids around them playing Tiddlywinks, and you're like, I don't have anybody to throw a football to anymore. What the fuck is this? Who plays Tiddlywinks? With a manhole cover, no less. That's an old, specific to my high school joke. But when we were get when we were getting scolded by old, older substitutes, uh, at one point I believe she told us to go play tiddlywinks with a manhole cover. That's that's, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, we also went down to the soda fountain and or whatever they fucking called those things back then. Um, Go play jacks outside of the soda fountain. Like, oh god, how old are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it, was there go. anything else we wanted to say about the Xbox and Halo? No, but speak, um, going back to them changing like what game they're playing, the whole idea of a console war is not a thing. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to this, it almost might be great for them to release with no title, like with no lead title, just to be like, hey, we're there. We're gonna keep production up. Because in one year's time, when we hit next fall and we drop Halo, Forza, da 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 da, da we have enough Xboxes to supplant that problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's worked well for them in the past two generations. Because I don't, I don't think this delay means that you're going to drop Halo in the spring. No, I think you would push it till next Christmas or next yeah. holiday season. I could see them doing like some sort of weird summer release, just if the if the if, if, by summer you, if by summer you mean September, I don't think it comes out before September. Okay. Nice little Halo 3 renaissance and we drop it in September. Okay. I don't know. But it, I mean, like we said, when we saw it and everything like that, there's no way. This uh, Phil Spencer came out and said something about, they, I, they talked about releasing it in parts. Yeah. And I was like, if you wanted to put it out there to die and get roasted. That's a terrible idea. That is not what a... At the same time, as much as I don't like the idea of an episodic Halo, something about the idea of an episodic Halo kind of tingles with me. But not when you're... Not when you've showed me this already. You can't show me that open world game and then go, and it's episodic, because I'm like, I'm so confused as what you're telling me. You told me two different things. But the idea of a really narrative driven episodic not telltale like graphic style but something along those lines of going through that Mm -hmm. could definitely be interesting that would have been a cool halo game uh that's what i would have wanted like like an odst type style thing not type style thing but like timeline wise yeah like tell another story inside the halo universe while you were building this type of thing. Yeah. Even a, even like a, a precursor to this. Where you don't need to play it to get more story. But you get a lot of like. Because uh, what's his name there? Not Craig. Craig's the joke. The skin guy. The 
the evil enemy that you meet in the trailer. The brute, the big, big old yeah, brute. Yeah, the fucking banished. What I can't remember his name, but yeah, the, the, that's apparently somehow beaten the entire USMC. Him and that story right before that, unless they're going to do flashbacks inside of Halo Infinite, but doing a uh, story-driven narrative, uh, not point and click, but you know what I'm talking about, like that telltale storytelling style of you just kind of not walking simulator, but you know, cutscenes and some cinematics that make you press buttons. That I don't remember the name of the <laughs> quick time events, quick time events. Yeah. Some QTEs, uh, just to get you to some cuties. Yeah. Some, some cutie pies, 3.14s. <laughs> I hate my life. And so you tell that story leading up to that with your, not as chief, but just with the inevitable downfall of you losing to him. Even if you're that guy that finds chief and the end of that game is you leaving the planet type of thing. Then you pick up in infinite with you finding chief. Chief would be a big, would be a cool, just a cool thing to do. Obviously we're way too far into production. That's not happening, but I think it would have been a cool thing to do. For sure. Just to give a little... Because like Halo Wars was supposed to be that idea. What if Halo was in a different game style? What if it was an RTS? And it's like, okay, it was kind of cool. But if you weren't into the RTS community, I don't think it ever stuck with you. Yeah. But if you were... When you talk with some like Halo fans, they all scream about the lore and the great story and blah, blah, blah. Okay, give them that. Leading into your next big... Ha Here we are. Well, you ain't getting that. I know I'm not getting it, man. I know. All right, where are we at here? New pictures and details emerged online uh, for the PlayStation Five Dual Sense controller, uh, thanks to a Twitter user, Galaxy Six Six Six, shared some new images of the Dual Sense controller, confirming that its battery will have a capacity. Of 1,560 milliamps, uh, higher than the DualShock 4 battery capacity, which is 1,000 milliamps. Uh, here are some of the Twitter users' thoughts on the new controller. The D-pad and main buttons feel similar to the DualShock 4, with no differences overall. However, the touchpad feels more responsive and clicky. Uh, the triggers are interesting, he said. Uh, the L1, R1 don't click; they push down as if they're triggers, and the L2 and R2. Feel harder to push down than normal, even without the tension points activated. Do you have any strong feelings about any of that shit? Strong feelings? No, but I will give you uh, lukewarm feelings. Okay. Uh, I have strong feelings in the battery department, because the battery on the the, uh, DS4 is woefully undersized. Um. And I guess not woefully undersized. I guess, yeah. This goes back to we both use our consoles differently. Mm -hmm. So I don't run into that problem near as much. I find that the battery, like, I don't understand why they, well, I I do understand it's a cost-cutting measure, but a 1,000 milliamps uh, in a DualShock 4 when it could have been significantly larger for not a huge increase in price is my issue. But... Setting that aside, 
Uh, we've seen and heard them talk up this controller a lot. And that's not like a significant bump in battery capacity if this right. controller is capable of all this. We would have expected it two times the size. Yeah. If it doubled, I'd be like, okay. So, I don't know. It's a it's a controller. I'm happy at a bigger battery, but I I don't use mine enough to really like if I'm on a binge like I was during Red Dead or God of War or mm-hmm. uh, Last yeah. of Us or even like all you know like the, uh, the amount that you were playing Shishima. If I was on those long days again, mm-hmm. I would usually notice the problem. But when I'm picking up and putting down, it lasts me quite a few sessions before I have to just plug it in. So, but just for an example. I binge play games, but also my PlayStation is literally our only entertainment device. It's, it's your media center, too. Yeah, in our living room. So, like, that's what we do all of our streaming with. We watch movies with it, all that. Yeah, and that's not my case, so that's why I don't notice it anywhere near as much. Mm-hmm. It's by choice, though. I will say that. It's by choice. We have other... We have Fire Sticks. We have all that shit. I just find the PS4 is more convenient. Yeah, which, you know, each their own. Uh, for my notes on it, uh, battery was whatever. Uh, D-pad and stuff feeling the same is good. Don't want those to all of a sudden feel shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the touchpad I don't give a shit about. I don't care. I don't care about it when it was in the PS4. And arguably, the game that I've had the most fun using it is Shishima at the end of its damn life cycle. Yeah. Um, when forced to use the clicky button on the touchpad, though, it was fucking garbage. Yeah. I didn't mind it when you just had to use it for, like, a giant button as the idea that it's a map. So, like, you just smash it and the map mm-hmm. opens. But if you had to, like, click any specific... Oh, God, no, it was terrible. Yeah. Um. Then... The triggers, L1 and R1 not clicking but moving in like triggers actually sounds really nice to me. I don't know why. It just seems like the way that I interpret that writing to mean that it's just a smooth in, out, that's that. Mm-hmm. None of this friction. Yeah. Had took that one somewhere. Uh, and it's, you know, so we... In words... We noticed it from the 360 to the Xbox One bumpers. The 360 ones were much softer in terms of clicking, where once you were on, especially the old Xbox One, not so much the the second-gen Xbox One controllers, the bumpers on those became more rigid, and you really had to kind of mean to press them. Mm -hmm. But I like the idea of a smoother press for the bumpers just in general. doesn't matter what the controller is. Then the idea of the triggers being more, the triggers, I don't know, what does he say, more tough? I I'm, felt harder to push down than normal without the tension yeah, points. So activated. like the trigger weight seen is higher is the way yeah, I'm which I assume that. when he says that without the tension points, meaning without the haptic turned on. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that even though you don't have it turned on, doesn't mean they just all of a sudden disconnect those parts in the controller. Yeah. It's just a matter of if that probably triggers vibrations at the same time and stuff like that. I'm actually okay with that. I'm okay with heavier triggers. 
Because I'm wondering if that will alleviate some of the uh, trigger issues when using the controller for non-game stuff. Trying to set it down and all of a sudden you fast forwarded 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, both of those things will be nice. Uh, at the same time, I can see some you know, Call of Duty people complaining because now their trigger finger is three times the size of any other finger on their hand <laughs> because they've been working it out so much. I don't know. Possibilities. I, I don't. Uh, let's not take that there. Oh, we we'll take it somewhere else. What? Not that you have a giant experience on this subject. Well, fuck you. But what do you think from the 360 forward in terms of generations has been the best controller? The 360. I'm, I'm talking PlayStation 2 and everything. 360. Yeah. You like it more than the Xbox One controller? Yes. Because the Xbox One controller got a little bit bigger. Okay. And I have small hands. But you also haven't played it on Elite. I haven't played it on an Elite. An Elite controller? No. I don't think it would change, though, because the size is a size thing for me. Okay. Like, if I could get the Xbox One controller smaller, like a hair smaller, like the size of a 360 controller. Right hands down would be the fit my favorite controller which is gonna be funny when the dual sense comes out because i think it's gonna be closer to the xbox one if not slightly bigger than it yep which is i mean it won't uh, be a duke but which is i i mean it's it's got it the game controllers are getting cell phone syndrome and it's driving me nuts <laughs> but but the reverse cell phone syndrome where before we went from big to tiny and i had the micro controller on my gamecube which at mm-hmm. this point my hands would swallow the thing but now we're slowly getting to the, let's blow it up a little bit. Yeah, like current cell phones. Like cell phones just keep getting bigger. Yep. Controllers just keep getting bigger. Yeah, it's we you went on that, that bell curve, but inverse. So we went really, really small, 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 and then we're going back up again. The I haven't played on an Elite controller. I like the Xbox One controller more than the 360 controller, mm-hmm. although it's not by much. Yeah. I think the bumpers on the 360 are better, but I like the... Grip style on the one sticks better. Yeah, I mean that's really my. Yeah. my big I mean knock. my one of my big beefs with the Xbox One controller is the uh, the shell where the triggers go in. Yeah, it's a really sharp edge, yes. and like my finger, I constantly like I fuck up my fingers on that thing. Like interesting, I've never done that. Hand size. If my head, if Maybe. I had slightly bigger hands, it wouldn't be an issue. But because my fingers are shorter, so wait, where, I have less. Are you pinching yourself like in here? I'm so I'm I'm learning a new thing. Oh, just on on the the plastic case edge here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I'm out here. Yeah, but I have short I have short fingers, so like oh, interesting. To get full travel, I basically have to lay my fingers on top of the yeah, because my my trigger basically rests right around like my mm-hmm. first knuckle. Yeah, from when I'm interesting. Mm-hmm. So like, learn something new about somebody's hands every day. Yeah, okay. Um, it's I'm not just wrong. That... Go ask somebody about their hands; you'll learn something new. It's just that slight difference in size, and it's it throws everything off. The me. the one controller I want to try an elite controller at some point. I'm not going to buy one because I mean the cheapest I think I can find an elite two right now is 150 dollars if I can find it. Uh, and also I don't I don't currently have a justification for it. 
but the Astro, I think it's the CR40s or C40, their controller that is the like elite version mm-hmm. that has that you can pop out the all the pads and the sticks and everything and just hot swap them where you want them. We played with one of those at the Astro booth in PAX last year or this year mm-hmm. when Dewey and I played Predator. It was at the Astro booth, and because you're at the Astro booth, they were using those controllers. And that controller actually felt really nice in my hands, mm-hmm. and it's heavy. Yeah. It's weighted. It feels that's, like you're holding something, and I was like, That's one of my right. issues with the PS4 controller is it doesn't have the, the, there's the not weight and yeah, no density that like the Xbox One controller has. And even the Xbox One controller does not have the same density that the 360 one did. Yeah. They both got lighter. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One controller has less breakage in it than the PS4 controller. And what I mean by that is if you slightly get angry and you tense your hands a little bit, not only could you snap it that way, you could twist torsion because of the way the sticks come down. You could basically twist the PS4 controller and snap the thing immediately. Yeah. Um, Not that that's a bad thing because you shouldn't be snapping your controllers to begin with. Games aren't meant to make you angry, people. (laughs) They're meant to enjoy and have fun. But... It does happen, uh, but that that weight of that Astro controller, and I love the idea of, and it has the it had the back triggers and everything else, so it had all the buttons you could want, mm-hmm. plus multiple triggers and stuff. But the idea of being able to fully swap A through whatever or triangle cross all that stuff, both sticks and the D pad to wherever you wanted them, so it's like, oh, I'm a PlayStation player that likes to play with whatever it is, equal thumbsticks, you could do that. You're an Xbox person that wants to play with offset, you can do that. You want to play reverse offset, you can do that. So it, it, it was just, and I believe the, the Xbox Elite one does this too, but obviously the Astro is workable on a PlayStation and a PC, and then they, I believe they also make one for Xbox too. How much are they? 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't find them. Like, I went looking the other day, and it was out of stock. Uh, but once again, I don't have a reason to buy one. But it was just that night. It was just a nice heft controller. Where I was like, that is the end-all beat. You know, just there it is. I feel you. I feel you. Don't have a reason, though. Because if I, I would use it for some stuff on the PC. Like, when not- we play Forza or whatever, because I don't have a steering wheel, mm-hmm. I would 100% use a controller. I use it every time. I'm not going to use my keyboard and mouse to drive. Are you kidding me? It's like... You... you- it's one of those things where you want it, but you, you're not going to use it enough to justify the cost. Right, yeah. I know my use cases do not justify mm-hmm. me spending that money. Yeah. but That's like my life. That's my whole life. Yeah, but it is a hell of a nice controller. Yeah. And I don't even remember the name of it. Astro C40, CR40, something like that. C40 sounds I don't remember. I just don't remember if there's an R or not. That's all. On to number six. NVIDIA started teasing a big GeForce GPU announcement this week, and now the company says it has an event planned for September 1st. The graphics card maker will broadcast the event, featuring NVIDIA founder and CEO Jensen Huang at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, on September 1st. NVIDIA says, quote, Huang will highlight the company's latest innovations in gaming and graphics, end quote. It's likely that NVIDIA will unveil its GeForce RTX 3000 series of cards, 
Rumors last week suggested the company might be planning to launch its new Ampere graphics cards on September 9th, so these new GPUs could arrive in the same month as NVIDIA's event. Dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Have you, uh, I know you don't generally keep track of this stuff as closely as I do. Have you seen anything about these? Uh, No. I saw more about the stories we're about to talk about than this. Other than the fact that I knew this event and stuff were eventually coming and September was the targeted month, I did not look at any details into them as far as projected power or what they'll mean. Um, yada, yada, yada. Where they're going to bench. You know, they're going to bench 350, bro. You need a spot. The rumors that I've seen. What are they going to cost? Uh, GDDR6X memory. Why are we 6Xing now? Uh, Just name it 7. <laughs> and uh, Xbox probably lost their mind when they heard GDDR6X. What was it? Like, it was like one of the cards was going to have 10 gigs of, of RAM on it. One was going to have 12 and one was going to have 20. Okay. I think that was what it what it was. I don't know. It was something along those lines. Are we going to have the weird breakdown of VRAM lawsuit again? Like the old 970 problem? No, but I think you're, uh, I think the, the, don't do this to me. The consensus, don't do this to me. No, there's no hope. The consensus online was that, you know, they were look, people were looking at the league specs and everyone's going to be like, well, those are going to be even more expensive. So I'm not even going to bother. So, it's been a real interesting turn with what NVIDIA versus AMD has become in the last year and two years more specifically. The gap's getting closer again. Yeah. We went, we were really close. We drifted apart again. And now it's coming back together again. It's a nice sine wave. Mm-hmm. And now that they're starting to run right neck and neck and it's about, it, it's almost that AMD is going to take that leap and go over and you're like, AMD, what you doing? What you doing over there? What you got going on? What you bringing to the table? No, no, I broke up with her. <laughs> and you're just like, and if Nvidia's the, just in the corner, like. <laughs> uh, but it it has brought the not that I need I don't need a new PC obviously, but it has. You could always use a new PC. Stop that! I have two running in this room it's right a now. Dangerous thought, but it's it feels so right. <laughs> don't you, <laughs> don't you put this curse on me, Ricky Bobby? The. Uh, the idea has crept into my mind, specifically around these ones and are the next story we're going to talk about where I'm like, if I rebuild again, do I go full AMD? You know, but that'll always be a conversation that has to take place at the time that I decide to build. Yeah. But it's it's one where before I would have never done it. Mm-hmm. I built my first PC over 10 years ago now, and that one was full AMD. And then I pivoted twice. Or I pivoted once, and then I've rebuilt it two times with upgrades that I've gone switched back to Intel and NVIDIA. But then AMD starts looking sexy again, and you're like, you didn't look that good in high school. <laughs> uh, Which is funny, because that's when I built the PC. Hey, zing jokes. Samantha's dad needs a new PC, and I think I might, I might do full AMD. Just to, it, you know, I don't have any... It won't affect ne- me. Neither, well, that <laughs> and neither of us truly have brand allegiance at all. Yeah, that's true. That's like, like 
I mean, I, my I, only brand allegiance is to Nvidia because of this goddamn monitor that has G Sync. So. Right. That's and which is the same thing for me is that my monitor is a G Sync monitor. But other than that, and you'd have a hard time convincing somebody that didn't know any better that if you looked at my entire setup and I said I don't have brand allegiance, <laughs> it's really hard to argue with two Corsair mice, well, a Corsair keyboard, Corsair keyboard mat, which is going to get replaced, Corsair case. I think that's Corsair RAM in there. But there's a clear cycle. That's what I've noted. We're getting in the weeds here. But there's a there's there's a clear cycle where when a company is on, they're on. Yes. And in this instance, Corsair is on. Yes. A couple years from now, it might be fucking Cooler Master. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It never. It all depends also on what fits my hand and these yeah. mice have felt great. It's they, these mice, the Corsair mice I have have felt so great that I'm hoping my glaive breaks. <laughs> Which is a really weird thing to say about a product you love. Yeah. But I hope my glaive breaks because they have the Iron Claw glaive just waiting for me to buy it. It's just there. But I can't justify three mice on my desk. Well, you got to put one over here for this guy. No, There's I remotely that. touched that one. That's not even plugged into the monitor. Yes, but. No. You could just have it sitting here. Yeah, but then it doesn't. You the, could start a beautiful, like, Art Deco. That's really what I should do is just <laughs> make, is make a mouse display. Just like a bunch of, you know how you have a mug rack? Mm-hmm. Shit on me for something. I'll shit on you for something. You know, I have a I mug rack. I don't have a mug rack. Sorry. You know how your wife has a shitty mug rack? <laughs> shitty mug. I'm going to tell you you called it shitty. <laughs> Did you order those mugs to put on it, by the way? No, I forgot oh, about God. it. Yeah, I hope you do because that would be great. I just, want, I just want her to get the reaction when she goes to grab one and goes, she bought is She bought another mug. That I found this morning. Oh boy! Uh, so on the coffee bar. So maybe, maybe I, I'll do. I that. like the idea that she's gonna have to start like hiding packages from you because of all the mugs she's ordered, just like weird hoarder shit. But you know, put up like a not a memoratorium or whatever. Not a mm-hmm. not a rip these mice, but just like a the same way I know people have Xbox collections with all the mm-hmm. like. Uh, Rare editions of controllers and color schemes and stuff like that. Just, you know, mice of future past type of thing. I mean, you could create a little nice little elevated, elevated little ramp thing that it sits on. Kind of like a shoe, like shoe display yeah, type yeah. thing. Yeah, it just sits put it, there. Stick it behind your fucking... Just put a little... An stick it behind... Is that, what's that guy's name? Tim Tim Nook? Tom. Tom Nook? Stick it, stick it behind Tom Nook over yeah. there. Yeah, but then just put like a little a cut a little uh, little slit into the top of the wood that is ramped up on, so you just dangle the cord behind it and it's mm-hmm. hidden, and boom, you have there a you pretty little thing. There it is. And then I get a giant USB tray, so I can plug them all into the USB tray, so they still do their light up stuff. Yeah, like a real psychopath. Yeah, I mean that was an, I was assuming that was taking place. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad, my bad. I wasn't reading your mind on that one. We weren't in tune. Uh, but yeah, the glaive. Is what I is what I normally use, but the Iron Claw Glaive. I've talked about this mouse for two. There's mouse for two years. What's going on with the keyboard though? You replacing the keyboard? I don't have a reason to yet. I haven't found one. Do I give you a reason? No, because elbow drop. The only thing I've debated doing is ordering certain new keycaps because my S key started wearing away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but 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 before you start saying what you're about to say. The thought of a new keyboard to me, if I was to do that, stretches into the territory known as r slash mechanical keyboards. Yeah. It's a dirty little hole. <laughs> <laughs> it is a dirty yet deep 
hole that I do not plan on plunging into anytime soon, hopefully, because I know how deep that hole can go. And I would prefer to still see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And have money in your pocket still. Both of those things. I don't want to have to burn it to keep warm at the bottom of the tunnel, <laughs> but the, the glaive mm-hmm. iron claw one is the one with it's a, I think they brand it as an ergo one, yeah. but it just has the inset thumb and just that inset thumb just feels so nice. Yeah. Something about it, man. Just, I tried it at a PAX two years ago and I was just like, Oh, Ooh, new fetish discovered. This feels good. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't have a broken mouse at home. I can't justify this. Treat and yourself. Then I, I almost had it. I almost had it. Cause my glaive wheel, came off of its spool. Yeah, and then you fixed it like a fucking and fool. I just put a little bit of super glue. <laughs> I just put a little bit of super glue on it and it worked fine. Shit. <laughs> You're like, this will never work. Works fine. Works, works great. Yeah. How dare I fix my appliances? Terrible. Um anyway, so that's the uh we're not brand loyal, but Nate has a lot of Corsair shit segment. That's life. That re- I'm gonna replace that with the cooler master map, by the way. Yeah, you, the you doing MXL seven hundred and fifty or whatever, the big one. Is that the, it's the RGB one? Yeah, the RGB. It's the one you the one you sent me. Oh, okay, I have it saved on my Amazon list, so I know to go buy it. Is that the? Is it the same material as the one I have? Yeah, yeah. Like it's supposed dur- to be like the the durable. I really fucking like that. Yeah, like that's that's the lot. reason I was getting it is because one, it's RGB, and you know what? Yeah. What gamer doesn't have an RGB setup? <laughs> Nerd. But that, and then you're talking about like the durable yeah. part of it. Yeah, it's been great. I actually watched it the other day. Because I mean, that was eleven dollars. So yeah, I, I mean, really don't that's give a shit. That's goodbye. I just washed mine the other day, and like it came out completely clean, and then dried in like five minutes. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Intel. Can you believe Nvidia RTX cards, Matt, are coming out again? <laughs> again. It's funny that they are doing an RTX series, not a GTX series. Uh, I mean, it makes well, it makes sense because RTX is to them the future. Mm-hmm. But we we're doubling up on RTX, where I figured we would have gone RTX, GTX, RTX. I think they're gonna drop GTX completely. That I would, think. I mean, it would make sense. But if they drop GTX completely, there's no way. Even though the specs are so crazy on these RTX cards, you still you still have, to have a consumer option and not just server options. Well, so. I think the GTX cards this cycle were a last minute thing, I think, to just placate people complaining. So I think you'll just see RTX branding going forward and that's it. All right. Makes sense. Fair enough. And because they can do it through like, you know, on lower end cards, it's they can have a soft software implementation. So like why not just why not just call them all RTX then? Um sure, why not? Yeah, I'm gonna I mean my one takeaway from this is if if the prices do stay if the prices are the same as they launched this past cycle, the 2070s, yeah, like the 2080 and the 2080 Ti and all that, yeah, I will be disappointed. But that's they, most likely what the case is going to be. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're both lucky enough to have cards that work for what we need them for right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's always us looking at the future and going, "Well, what if I built another PC? What if?" Every time. What if? Speak, Matt. What if I did buy another PC? 
I'm doing this as like to point to the next story, not Intel. Like, now, like, let me put it over here near the window. <laughs> uh, Intel ha- held their architecture day for 2020. So we got a small update on their plans for their GPUs. They talked about their CPUs too. Not very exciting. So it's the same, same Intel shit. But if you haven't noticed, it's a GPU non-brand loyal conversation. Yep. Uh, we'll have to wait till 2021 to see them in action. But we did find out that there will be a product family aimed specifically at gamers. Uh, Intel is labeling it, labeling its gamer focused architecture, the Z HPG. And that's Z as in X E. So. ZHPG, which I believe stands for High Performance Gaming or something along those lines. Something cliche. It wasn't for Hapog capture cards? Yep. And <laughs> it'll feature hardware, accelerated ray tracing, and support for GDDR6 memory. But not 6X? What am I, a yeah. pleb? Uh, the most interesting detail, though, if you're a mega nerd, is that the ZHPG will not be built at Intel. As part of their Architecture Day roadmap, Intel has confirmed that the part will be made at an external fab. Mercedes. Uh, it's the only Z part where the uh, where the GPU will be made entirely at a third-party facility. Mercedes. Kind of a big deal for Intel. I think we talked about this briefly a while ago. There we was talked rumors. About the, there were the rumors that they were going to enter the GPU market. Yeah, well, that and also that... Uh, that was, I, I think, two CESs ago for us. Mm-hmm. And we also, I think we briefly touched on... I don't know. Maybe it wasn't you. I don't know. But Intel's been struggling with their with their uh, seven nanometer process their for their chips, and there's rumors swirling around that they might turn might go the AMD route and just turn into a chip design company and then outsource their production to external foundries. Interesting. Uh, and this is kind of a weird step for Intel uh, to do this. It's almost like they're testing the waters to be like, yeah. hey, you know. I mean, it makes sense. It's it's a good thing to test the water with. For sure. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and it could be interesting. Like I said, they're only doing it with that one. It's not like they're doing it with the ones that are. Yeah, like their mobile ones. Their mobile and, and server-based server yeah. and stuff like ones like that. Yeah. Do you have, um, are you hopeful for this? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I have zero faith that this is going to be a competitive package. I'm trying to figure out which question I want to answer. Uh, I I don't have faith as as well. Okay. I have but hope. Hope. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess hope, I guess that was too different. I have hope because I want it to be a competitor because I want a third fighter in the ring. Yes. I want a battle royale of GPU cards. Yes, because that means cheap cards. Right. And if it doesn't mean cheap cards, it means amazing bang for your buck Yeah, somewhere. If they're all fighting with each other and somebody, you know, we bench touched these three cards and Intel smokes the other two and you're like, well, shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm doubtful because you're walking into a, a two giant fight with potentially a pebble. Yeah. Now we know how the story goes. You can slay one giant, but can you slay two? So it's it's don't I don't want you to be stadia of the GPUs. Yeah. What's funny about Intel is that they're 
like AMD, like all their products always seem to be a slow build. Like you can tell like over evolution, 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 it gets better, better, better. You can kind of see where they're going in their directions. Whereas Intel is a little bit more of a dark horse where like they'll just do something one generation and it'll change, you know, everything. Well, yeah. And Intel's your chaotic neutral. Yeah, like they'll just like pull something out of their butt randomly and then we've decided to remove hyperthreading from my seven and lower. Yep. <laughs> what? Why? Uh, just fuck it. What? what? Yeah, it's fine. All right. All right. Cool. You did that. That's the thing you did. Uh, we're going to bring it back. We're also going to have a uh, 10 core, 20 thread chip. Wait. As well. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Didn't AMD say something like two months ago to that effect? <laughs> Uh, no, so like, we never heard of AMD. I don't know who they are. <laughs> she doesn't even go to the school. <laughs> like, if any of of the of the two big players and Intel and the GPU world, two two and a half men. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> out of those, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> out of those three, Intel would be the one though to like pull something out of their ass and be like, "We've made this beautiful product. You're all gonna want." And it works flawlessly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, they would go, we've done this. And also, if you have an Intel chip, oh, <laughs> oh, mama, <laughs> wait till the magic that happens in your machine when you put them together. Have you seen Prometheus? <laughs> Blue people will come out of your machine. <laughs> Shit gets real weird when you put them together. We didn't, we had to put them on, a, we had to build them in the offsite factory because uh, if we built them in the same factory, the GPUs and processors just kept going at it, and we had to separate them. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> because we're Intel, and fuck you. <laughs> That's why. Oh, something about that just entire joke has me just tickled pink. Number eight. Amazon has rebranded Twitch Prime to Prime Gaming as part of a move to broaden its audience and appeal across a wider audience and more appeal. Appeal. More platforms. The naming convention has already... I had a phlegm right there. The naming convention has already switched over on the official landing page for the service, though the nuances of Prime Gaming remain the same. Good move. I'm curious how much they paid Twitch, even though they own them. I'm sure there's still some money transfer sign if they're like, cool, Twitch Prime doesn't swing as much as Prime Gaming does when we have Prime Gaming, Prime Video, Prime Music, Prime Photos, Prime Blah, 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 Blah. Mm -hmm. You you have Prime, Prime Food, Prime Instacart, Prime Whole Foods. Yes, Amazon owns Whole Foods, and I'm only waiting for the moment where they say Prime Whole Foods out front. But it was Prime Foods. Honestly, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Prime Foods is a subtitle that happened to be whole. <laughs> these aren't partial. These aren't your partial Prime Foods. <laughs> the once again another naming story that makes sense. Yeah, it's not horribly surprising to me. It's good that I think the the biggest nuance that comes out of this is that you, I believe, you don't need a Twitch account anymore. Okay. So before you had an Amazon account and you had Twitch Prime, but you needed a Twitch account. Now you get the benefits of the free games and all the other stuff, but you don't need the Twitch account. So I think that's where your separation of church and state go away now. 
Okay. Cool reference. It's um, close enough for Amazon. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, did you see Shroud's numbers? So, yes and no. Uh, yes, I Shroud is back on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I am ha- happy to welcome the king home. I have already watched quite a few of his streams earlier today before you showed up. He was playing Marvel Avengers beta. Oh, okay. On PC. It was I'm enjoying it. That. It was a good time. Second weekend. One more weekend to go. PlayStation and then, Advantage. And then apparently a release. <laughs> but the the numbers were good. And honestly, what I expected. To say that I expected less would be ignorant. And to say I expected more would be stupid. That's a weird way. It's a weird way to put it. But like you have Shroud who was a gigantic name on Twitch leave and then doesn't once Mixer dies he doesn't stream for two months and he officially has the welcome home party that Twitch is promoting welcome home shroud and him saying I'm home baby I'm back and all this other stuff him hitting what was it 500k or whatever yeah 500,000 uh, like top viewer account I'm like yeah that makes sense and my buddy from work message me because we were talking about it a little bit because shroud i don't know if you've seen his new facial features uh goatee right he he has a goatee that has him coming close to looking like adam sandler and uncut gems that's not good i'll show you the side <laughs> by side it's actually pretty funny it's not like terrible but it's like the first thing you think of and i was like it's him or a guy that uh went to my church that i knew great guy but either way i refer back to what i was talking about his numbers went to whatever it was. I, I don't know if it was 500 when we were having the conversation or if it was in the 400s or something. And he messaged me and he's like, well, he already lost 130. And I was like, yeah, obviously. He Shroud was a guy that usually peaked during, like pending he wasn't on the front page or it wasn't during a tournament. His normal consistency on shooting games, Apex, Valorant, whatever, was around 53,000. And I'm speaking out my ass. I don't actually have the numbers in front of me, but I, I think it's. It was, I would say fifty to seventy-five thousand. Yeah, depending on what game it was, and like mm-hmm. tournaments would put him at seventy-five to over a hundred. Yeah. Wow, he was usually to thirty thousand on a like a new Wow day, like when Classic first dropped. That's where he was. But then most of the times when he was doing Wow streams, he was hovering probably thirteen thousand, mm-hmm. just because Wow doesn't draw the same audience. Yeah, and you don't. A lot of people aren't going to go to Shroud to watch Wow. Yeah, I go to Shroud to watch Shroud. I don't give a shit what game he's playing. He's always entertaining. Same thing for a lot of the streamers. I don't care what game you're playing if you're entertaining. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, he already lost 130. I was like, yeah, no shit. He's not going to maintain 500,000 people. He's yeah, gonna, that's not he's realistic. Gonna have, he's going to have these big spurts, especially this weekend. He's going to get it again. Yeah. For the first weekend back. And then you'll see everybody settle back into their normal routines and he'll go back to hitting his normal average. There's a chance... He'll be over 100,000 regularly for a few days. Yeah, there's a chance that his average will be higher with Doc gone. Because... They kind of had a little a little crossover. They had some crossover, and potentially not all the Doc people jumped from Twitch to go to YouTube to watch him. I don't think it's really that ridiculous. It's not like going to Mixer. Yeah. Know, most people that have... If you have a Twitch account, you have a YouTube account, where the opposite couldn't be said, where if you had a Twitch account... Or a YouTube account, you probably didn't have a Mixer account. So the crossover, while they might both be live, 
might not be as big of a problem, but I think there probably are some people that just were like, well, I'm not, I'm sticking to Twitch. I'm not going to watch all these other services and they might just watch Shroud now. So his numbers might get a little bit higher than where he was before, but I assume him to pick up right where he left off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was cool to see. It was fun to see him back. And I mean, I watched him when he was on Mixer anyway. I was just happy to have him back after two months just for some nice entertainment. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Number 10. I lied. It's not my turn. Yeah, that's me. Plans <laughs> to sell off the interactive entertainment division of Warner Bros. may have been abandoned, according to internal communications. In the message which has since been posted to Warner Media's press site. CEO Jason Killer. 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 Anyways, notes that Warner Bros. Interactive, quote, remains part of the studios and networks group, end quote, along with other segments of the company. Uh, Killer said all of these are, quote, focused on engaging fans with our brands and franchises through games and other interactive experiences, end quote. Uh, yeah, nothing really crazy there. Uh, I'm assuming someone actually told them, Hey, there's actually a lot of money to be made here. And they're like, Oh fuck my bad. Y'all ever heard of money? Money? I like money. It's an interesting move. Yeah. Uh, it could just be 
bullshit too. Who knows? Yeah, I I read in I read the story and I just went, uh huh. That's the thing. That's a thing. Lots of those stories. That's a thing. My friend just sent me a picture of the Dragon Age Inquisition or Dragon Age Inquisition loading screen. I was like, finished all the DLCs. Nerd. And I was just like, did I mean we it's been out for six five. I've years. actually never played any of the DLCs for Inquisition. No, because we were done with the main game and went Fuck I get me out of here. Well yeah, you spent <laughs> wait, you spent hundred and ten hours more than I did in it, but still just going Alright. It's a game. Oh, that game. Shall we wrap up with the big one? Number eleven. You skipped one. Number ten. I mean, you can't skip it. It's very skippable. I just threw it in there because it was Blizzard and MLB and slight weird crossover, and I was just looking for filler. Let's have a weird crossover before I read both stories because I'm crazy. Number 10, Tony Petetti has been named Activision Blizzard's president of sports and entertainment. Petitti? Petitti? Yeah, Petitti. Most recently served as deputy commissioner, business and media, and COO of Major League Baseball, where he led marketing, broadcasting, and media rights sales. The MLB network. Who wrote this sentence? Everything. All right. So he most recently served as deputy commissioner, business and media COO of Major League Baseball, which included marketing, broadcasting, media sales, media rights sales, the MLB network, digital content, youth programming, and special events. Prior to that, Petitti was president of the MLB network, which he helped launch from its inception in 2008. An interesting move. That's a lot of shit. Yeah, and it's an interesting move for what you think of when you think of Blizzard. Overwatch League, Call of Duty stuff maybe, Mm -hmm. and still trying to grow. I think they still own Major League Gaming, so I'm sure that's a thought in their head to do something with. Yeah. So, intrigued to see what what comes of it, if anything, like, you know, it, it won't be, what, at least a year before I think we see anything of it. Any of this have an impact potentially, but it's just interesting to see what it might might bring. Mm-hmm. And the final story: some drama has developed between Fortnite and the two prominent smartphone app stores. Epic Games implements. Oh, I'm just not going to read those because those don't make any sense if I don't give you some prior knowledge. I mean, I Epic, guess come if you on need, down, if you Matthew. Need prior knowledge. Well, you need some because. All right. Well, screw it. Tell you what. This is the series of events in here's, a very cut-down version. Here's the prominent news you need to know. Epic sued Apple and Google, who are your two prominent smartphone app stores, the Google Play Store and iOS App Store. Sued them for anti-competitive measures. And now I will read to you the bullet points, and we shall have our argument. Here are the bullet points. Epic Games implements... Direct payments in the game to skirt Apple's platform fees. Epic Direct Payment has a discount compared to the regular App Store V-Bucks. So, what that means. Inside of Fortnite, you could buy the V-Buck currency. When you went to the menu to buy it, you had one option. That was $9.99 Apple Pay or whatever. I think it was Apple Pay, $9.99. Then, Epic went... 
What if we put a second option that said Epic Games $7.99, which skirted the idea of Apple getting a cut, uh, their 30% cut of that money, which is against their terms and service, apparently, for all apps on their service, on their store. Then Apple removed Fortnite from the iOS app store. Because fuck you, guy. <laughs> this also goes back to... No, I'm not going to start that. We'll start that after. So Apple removes Fortnite from the iOS app store, which means you can't go download it again. I believe if you already had it downloaded, though, you could continue playing, and that version would still remain live, but you can't get updates or go download it. Then, Epic Games lodges a complaint with the California courts accusing Apple of anti-competitive conduct. Then, Google removes Fortnite from the Play Store for the same reason as Apple. Because instead of Google Pay, $9.99, they did the same thing and went, Epic, $7.99. Epic Games files a similar complaint in the California courts against Google. And then, uh, let's see here. I guess some other important stuff is Epic then uh, kind of trolls Apple with their by mocking their um, 19... Epic mocked Apple's 1984 commercial. Yep. By, by running their own version of it, playing it in-game, and rallying a bunch of 9 to 12-year-olds to hate Apple. <laughs> Which I think... Is the greatest use of a child army I've ever seen. Uh, it's so stupid. It's a terrible sentence to say as well, but I, it's funny. All right, let's uh, go for it. Do it up. What do you want to talk about? Do we agree with Epic? No. Not whether or not they'll win. Oh. Do we agree with Epic? In suing them for anti-competitive measures now apple or epic has said that they don't give a shit about the money they've lost air quotes lost to this 30 percent thing like they're not going at them for monetary reimbursement or anything they're going because they believe that they are having anti-competitive practices inside of their hardware and their app store I don't. And then I think they're saying that. I think the way that they're wording it is that thirty percent is unfair to them. Is what they're thinking? Yeah, something like that. It's... Where probably like ten percent, they would probably be like okay, or even fifteen. But I think they're thinking that thirty percent is too high. Yeah. Um. I don't think they're right. Okay. Do you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just gonna keep. I was just gonna keep lodging questions at you and not have to uh, answer any myself. Uh, well, would you like that? <laughs> I would <laughs> be the greatest interview ever because I wouldn't say shit. Um, I'm. See, it's a tough one. Okay, so let's answer the first question that I think helps us answer the second question. Okay, which in reverse order, the second question is the one I just asked you, which is a bad question because I know what you want to say. Neither of us think they'll win. Right. Uh yeah. I mean, I don't I don't we, I don't think they'll win, but I guess crazier things have happened. Yeah. I mean, listen, the glove didn't fit, right? So 
if they hire <laughs> if they hire Johnny Cochran, maybe they get a lot of this. <laughs> so yeah, anything can happen, I guess, in a court of law is what I'm trying to say. But we, based on our immense legal understanding, <laughs> <laughs> we both don't see how they win this argument. But I, I would think we're both rooting for them in the way that if they somehow were to succeed and the idea that this 30% got lowered, because I don't think there's any way in any world we think it vanishes. No, but I don't think it'd be fair for it I, to go away. Yeah, I don't think it would make sense for it to go away because you are still being hosted on their store yeah. and stuff like that. Even though that's the only part you're doing is you're only being a storefront. You're not leveraging literally anything else. Well, that's the part that's like well, it on. gets into a moral before, and like business you, ethical yes. dilemma. But in, so that that part. But I think I'm rooting for them to win because on the idea that it takes the app that has the most money grossing itself at I think 1.7 billion last year for Fortnite Mobile, that it takes that person to start the fight before the little guy can start like if if we made an app and dropped it for $10 and they took 30% and we're like well what the hell like come on we can't ever leverage that fight mm-hmm. there's no way but then epic steps in the ring and goes screw it we're fighting yeah now you had Back to my David Goliath thing. Goliath has now stepped in front of David and gone, no, no, little one. This is no longer your fight. And then stared at whatever giant armies in front of him and basically did the double bring it on hands and is now trying to be gently in the one or whatever the movie is where he ends up at the end of the pyramids and is just fighting everybody off. It's a weird, like, good guy epic move, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they can win. I think it's kind of a dishonest way of doing it as it's well. It's definitely a dishonest way of doing it. Because like you knew the regulations. Yeah, everything is plain and if if you wanted to if you wanted to start that argument, what I would have done is made it more expensive on iOS's platform than anywhere else and then saying, "Well, they take a 30% cut whereas if you go through the Epic Store, there is no cut." You know what I mean? Like I I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think they would have not had that problem. Or, well, I see what you're saying because it's what we would both do. We would go, fine, we're going to address this by telling you why this is happening. But mm-hmm. everybody that wanted the V Bucks for their new sweet skin would go, well, that says $9.99 and it has the same amount of V Bucks and then press buy and then not thought twice. Yeah. The issue is, though, like, but it, go ahead. But you're right. The way they went about it, the way they went about it is also supremely premeditated. Yeah. Because there's no way you have a 1984 commercial ready for a, the yeah. day this happened. This was all pre-planned. This was yeah. a planned thing. There was somebody going, we're going to attack now because everything was living in harmony and then the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah. And so here <laughs> they come. They've attacked. Ships are sailing. Avatar isn't happening the live action Netflix movie anymore. So Epic went, well, we'll start it. 1984 commercial press play. I think it's even weird that they played it in game. It's one thing to do it on Twitter. 
I'm I'm kind of torn on the situation because the only thing I can think of and the, the thing that keeps coming up is when Epic Game Store became a thing and there was the whole thing with Valve and Valve takes a 30% cut and blah, 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 blah. But that feeds like you have that idea, but what saves that, what Epic approached it the correct way that you would. They created competition that was competitive to draw people away and it worked and it's working. Right, which Whereas, is why they can't get hit with an anti-competitive act. Yeah. Whereas an, on an Apple device, you don't really have that option because you can't have separate app stores. Apple does not allow you to have a different app store on your phone. Which, which is, would start the argument of anti-competitive. Mm-hmm. But it's an Apple device. So like that's the weird twist there where it's like it's their device so they can choose what goes on it. And then it's like, who decides, you know, like, you then you kind of feed into the PC argument. Whereas, like, I mean, really the desktop PC exists because is as prominent as it is, largely because of Microsoft. And then there you feed, you look at their anti-competitive stuff with their browsers and all that. And it's like, it's just, it's a lot. It's a right. lot to think about. Well, then we start going to Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, Firefox, yeah. DuckDuckGo, Opera, Chromium. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, but I, they I, went I could through, run through that whole list. They, they went through their anti-competitive right. stuff and antitrust stuff because they were pre-packaging right. Microsoft with their browser. And it's funny when we discuss, like, if we look at the Android side of things and we say that, well, it's not just Google's hardware. Android is on thousands of phones yeah see but the play store is google mm-hmm. so now it's a discussion of well that's the see what i think starts happening because there are open source android ones and yada yada see i think epic has a better case I think on they android a, than I think they, they do a, on apple which i think is they weird. have a much better case on android than apple but i also think it's funny i'm i'm okay so the other tipping point of this conversation was to the Steam argument. Because mm-hmm. we saw some people that were like, if Epic starts this fight for the cut against Apple and Google, you have to be okay with them then taking that same fight. Or like, if you're rooting for Epic, then you're also rooting against, in theory, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Steam was brought up. The way mm-hmm. we got around the Steam conversation is what Matt said. Yeah, There are other launchers... And other sites, and it's the yeah. same same kind of goes for Steam, Microsoft. Too. Steam's not a good no. Steam's not analogy. one you start. Like I understand you want to if you want to argue specifically the idea of a thirty percent cut, mm-hmm. then you can fight about that Steam. But yeah. Steam's a poor analogy because Steam is the equivalent of walking into Walmart when I could just go to Target instead. Yeah, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo are direct are direct for the most part, but you there are other sites and things that offer keys for those services mm-hmm. that give you the semi non or semi competitive option where you don't necessarily have to be only there. Yeah. And this is kind of what leads me to what I think is interesting and why why I think Epic chose this approach is because they want to get public opinion on their side to sway the outcome because let's be frank, the people I don't want to, this is like a very generalized statement and I'm, I'm saying it in a generalized way. 
I have the feeling that a lot of the the people who are going to end up making this decision, this antitrust decision, aren't going to have the best grasp on they will the tech ecosystems and how and everything like how things are set up. Like they'll have an antitrust perspective, but I don't think they'll have a complete grasp on how all of that integrates into the tech world with which goes back to the idea of the glove don't fit discussion yeah. where if you have a lawyer or a team thereof mm-hmm. that can make it very user friendly to describe the problem you can potentially get away with it mm-hmm. if they can convince you know the courts of whatever yeah to hear it in such a way where they go Ah, well, you understand how this part works. What we're saying is that's not okay. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, I know that thing. That thing goes on. I don't know. Bad, bad. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's the whole thing. It depends on how you explain it to these tech illiterate people. The other – what was the other discussion we had on this was – I totally forgot the one thing. I'm gonna blank. This is why we shouldn't talk about topics before the podcast. Oh, so going into the premeditated thing, I'm wondering if they were just waiting for something to bite Apple before they went pounce. Yeah. Because right before this is Microsoft. Right before this is the Game Pass fiasco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Xbox, you know, they kick off Game Pass. And Xbox is like, we're not dealing with a 30% cut for something that's not your problem. Mm-hmm. And then Epic goes, we'll try something. Yeah. Then they get hit with it and they go, screw it. Let's go. I got all the time in the world. China hates you. China, sue them. And mm-hmm. it's just like a fun time. And I'm waiting to see if Microsoft goes, we'll we it. agree, Epic. Microsoft and Epic now joint sue Apple and Google. And you yeah. go. And then after they win, Epic <gasps> will look at Microsoft and be like, so you're going to put our game store on your console, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, as the you're first, anti-competitive. As the first. I don't, that would be an interesting move regardless if. It's the same. See, in my, in my mind, and this is the weird thing, is like. S- Apple, like. It's the same argument in my mind because of the way the setup, like. Google's one thing because Google creates uh, created Android and there's multiple cell phone manufacturers and it's an open technically it's open source. I don't fucking know. It's so confusing now. I mean, technically, but the Um, version that ships with that is locked down to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then it's not even locked down because if you get a Verizon phone, it's preloaded with Verizon apps. But if you get a T-Mobile, Whereas like all the Apple phones, all the Apple phones are created by Apple, just like all the Xbox consoles are built by Microsoft. So like th- those two to me are more directly related. Being be like someone would say, "Oh, it's anti-competitive for Microsoft to just have their like their game store on on uh, an Xbox console." It's like the same argument in my mind as as the Apple argument. Yeah, and I can I can see that argument. I just don't think anybody's ever tried. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's it's so weird because it's, for the most part, their conversation is never. We want to put our store like 
Steam's not trying to go onto Xbox. Yeah. Because for from my small technical knowledge, you have to if you if you were to do such a thing, you have to then build a store that is compatible with all Xbox games. It's not just like because you're running proprietary, you know, you're running proprietary OSs and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's the same thing, you know, going yeah. back to the Apple thing. But like there's no other like the Google Play Store is not gonna go try to go onto iOS because Android and iOS are two different yeah. OSs. Mm-hmm. But what will happen, and you'll you see it with games that you know are cross platform and blah blah or not cross platform play, but release on multiple generations is there's the Xbox version, there's the PlayStation version. And that's usually where I think they can get away with it, where they're like, if they just want to come to us, we'll put it on our store, like whatever. Yeah. But we the idea of another store on Xbox, I think one would suck for gamers just in general. Yeah. In terms of like the casual and being mm-hmm. like, well, there's so many. Eh. But then you still would have the option, I guess. It's it's a really weird. We, we talk in circles about yeah, it. Yeah. The part that I think is funny going back to the Microsoft versus Apple part of the Game Pass thing. Is their bullshit line what from Apple was? Oh, the curating that they they that they needed to curate the games that were on X Cloud. Mm-hmm. Which, if Microsoft chose to sue them, I think they win ten times out of ten. That's the I agree because they're not curating Netflix and who and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not curating Twitch. Yeah, Twitch is a good example. So it's like I don't understand where they. It's it's the glorious argument of pick and choose who you want to fight type of yeah. thing. Yeah, but going back to the uh, that exact example was when I brought up the Fall Guys knockoff, and you're like, "What that thirty percent?" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure it's free." But the idea that they have a curated app store is horseshit. Mm-hmm. They have almost just as garbage as one of the Play Store. The thing with the Play Store is, is you can just drop it there. And it's not a problem, but they will go through and scan and you get like a little badge. I think that says like play protect on it or whatever, where it's like, we verified that this does what it says it's going to do and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the iOS store, from what I'm understanding and from what I've seen, looks like you can just drop whatever in there and it's just there. And as long as it passed their quick test guidelines, cool, it's there. But they didn't check substance or legality or anything else of it. They just went, we curated it, air quotes, but there's an entire Fall Guys knockoff for mobile, which doesn't mm-hmm. exist, called Fall Down something, I think, that was on mm-hmm. there. Maybe it's gone by now, but it was on there. I'm like, you can't say you curate your store and then see this shit. And I guess that also could go to the idea of what do you mean is curation? Yeah. I like to think curation means that you have chosen solid things that you would fully back and believe in to be on your store. Not what you have shoes, a shirt. Oh yeah. No, we can serve you and don't stop there. Judge the character of the person walking in and go, ah, you're a rapist pedophile. I will not be giving you ice cream today. You freak. Get out of my store. Like that, that whole, that whole comparison. That makes a lot of sense. It's just, I've always been against Apple, just in general, mm-hmm. for a lot of other reasons. Usually more to do with like 
actual tech problems than ooh, iOS versus Android. Like now I come at it from a hey, I need to do things to your system at like certain levels because you have certain things you shouldn't be doing. Oh, you're gonna make this very, very hard for me. Great. Oh, it breaks your terms. Well, guess what, bitch? That's not something that should be happening. Anyway, that's a whole other whole other thing. But that's usually where I come at it from them. But then when I see stuff like this, it doesn't reaffirm my anger because it's how do how do I get mad at them? They're not the only ones doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like this 30% <laughs> Apple Apple's hide behind their their iOS curation thing and like it's Google's it's Play Store and Apple's iOS Store are garbage. To, to to say a saying that we we're talking about earlier are two sides of the same coin. Ooh, hey, <laughs> I understand it now. They're the worst ending of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain when you can clearly see the through the curtain. It's like no, no, no. This is a curated curtain in front of me. You can't see me. They're like, no, I can see you're a giant pile of shit right there. Why? You hide nothing. It's weird. It's almost like it's clear. I don't, I don't know. I could. It. It's a whole thing that we can keep talking in circles about. Yeah, I mentioned that once, so that's the second time I've come to the talking in circles point. Uh, going back to Epic and Apple and Google, I'm looking forward to the arguments because I'm sure there's going to be things that we're not thinking about. That are going to pop up and it'll be fun to read them and be like, oh, I didn't think about that. Or like, oh, it's an interesting way of viewing that. I'm I'm curious for that same thing. I'm also very curious for what the next big three think. Being Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. What do they say? Do they say anything? Do they even like... They're going to very much be like, don't look at us. Don't look at us. Don't look well, at that's, us. Because... That's the whole thing I think is that they're just going to be going... We're in our own sandboxes. Don't yeah. look at us. No, don't pee in my sandbox. Get away from me. And, I mean, that's my my scare. I'm scared of Epic winning this to a certain extent because precedent. it does it sets a precedence. And like, I don't want every device to be open to everyone. Like, I want my Sony device to stay a Sony device. I want my Microsoft device, my Xbox to stay an Xbox. You know, like it kind of. If it becomes a competition to stick, like, the cheapest fucking store on a console, if, I'm out. <laughs> like, that, I'm that, out. That, I'll just stick with my fucking PC then. Yeah, like, that, if, we, if we're discussing that idea where that it's not about the idea of microtransactions in Fortnite and taking a cut of that, but it's the idea that somebody wants to open another store on iOS or the Play Store, mm-hmm. which we haven't gotten to that point yet. No, Nobody's clamoring no. for a second store. I think it's the discussion of like these in-app purchases and stuff like that being like you shouldn't well, be blah blah blah. But my fear, though, and and it kind of feeds in it, what it's fed by Epic's argument that they don't care about the money. Then why the fuck are you doing it? Because you're not doing it for the little guy. Because you got all the fucking money. You don't care about the little guy. That's the message we're gonna sell. Exactly. You guys like this big shiny cake? Hey, little boy. I can't, no, I can't say that. Never like, there's, <laughs> I can't keep going with that analogy. That was gonna get worse. There, there is a reason that they want this antitrust thing to go through, and it's not money <laughs> because 
30% of their iOS iOS sales on Fortnite is probably a significant amount, but not a, a significant enough amount for them to start a massive yeah, there's, you know, legal there's campaign one against of one of uh, almost a two trillion dollar company. Yeah, there's clearly a look at my left hand while my right hand does the action type move. Yeah, and it's it's a wonder of what is that. Ideally, I don't want to see more stores. I've complained about that with I don't mind I don't mind more stores if they were all like websites. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a good thing. But I don't need going back to the Sony. Microsoft, like the Xbox and PlayStation, I don't need to open up my dashboard and see that I have 16 stores options. Yeah. That's just terrible. But what I don't, that's what I don't want. What I don't mind is if I was playing Fortnite Mobile and I opened it up and I saw that there were two payment ways or whatever for in-game stuff, cool. Totally fine. Once I'm in the game and you guys want to bicker about how I'm spending money in that, Okay. Fight all day. Don't fight for the idea of a storefront. Because then I, you lose my support. Yeah. If you're fighting for the idea of your weird in-game microtransactions and what cut people are getting of those, fight away. Because then, I mean... It's a question I don't have an answer to, but I've, I've been curious since this has come up. If you download Netflix... Mm-hmm. On your iPhone. Mm-hmm. But you pay for your subscription on your PC. Does Apple get a cut of that because you're watching it on your iPhone? I doubt it. But I have another interesting question but, now. So then you can subscribe to services on an iPhone through the iPhone. So like I can I could create a Netflix account and start a subscription through iTunes, essentially, right. or the I would App Store. Right. And which, it comes up in a list of my subscriptions on on right. your Apple account. Yep, which I believe Google does as well if you start it there mm-hmm. instead of signing to a previous one, which I believe then they would be taking 30% from. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Right. So it's like if I just do it not on the app, you don't give a shit. But if I try to do it inside your app, you give a shit. Like that's a really weird, which I think is part of where the antitrust thing comes, potentially, where they're like, it's our service, but literally we just offer them over here. They can just go buy it over here. Yeah. Why do you give a shit if it's there? Yeah. Like, I'm so confused by your argument. Like, mm-hmm. okay, then what I'll do instead is when it says, when it says Apple Pay $9.99 for V-Bucks, I'll put a paragraph right below that that says, if you don't want to help them, just go to our site, buy whatever you want because it's all cross-play anyway, mm-hmm. and you'll unlock it for everything you play on. Yeah. And by the way, it's cheaper over there. Like, hey, it's seven ninety nine, but you have to click this link and take them out to your website, mm-hmm. which is probably against TOS. But it's the same thing. It's like that almost goes back more to your point where you're like, well, raise it and do that. Like, no, tell them it's cheaper and tell them like, you know, wh- give them a reason to go away and do yeah. it. But that's it's just it's the whole weirdness thing where yeah, if you sign up through your phone, they I'm betting they take a thirty percent cut. But if you just go to Netflix.com and create an account and sign up and then go back to your iPhone and log in, they're not taking a cut out of that. Yeah. There's no way. It's a, it's a, it's a minefield. It's a minefield trying to navigate this I've shit. I've never been good at Minesweeper. That last one every time. 
I always choose wrong. I don't make it out of the first six because I just guess. I never bothered to actually learn like the numbers mean how many it's touching type thing. Yeah. I was just like, ah, I just press buttons. No, I exploded. Oh, well. I've made it decently far doing that. But I never won. <laughs> anyway. That's the glorious Gamers 2 podcast. Dewey, if you listened, glorious Bobby Road. I just, for some reason, have that WWE theme song stuck in my head lately. Ignore that, if you're not him. Anyway, Matt, it's been seven days since we last recorded. What have you been up to? Nada. Playing nothing. Uh, I think I might download Watch Dogs 2 and play that, though. Ooh, I'm intrigued to see what you think of it. Because you you played Watch Dogs 1, right? Yeah. I'm curious to see what you think of it, too. Um, I don't like it as much. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Playing, I'm watching. I might, I might be alone in that actually. Watching Marvel movies still. Make it through Phase Two yet? I think I have. Are you all the way through way Phase through? Two? I think does Phase Two end with Ultron? I think I have Ultron left. I think that's the one I have left. Okay. I haven't watched Ultron. I watched uh, Winter Soldier. Good movie. Um, you Dark made it. Th- you made it through the worst one, Dark World. Yeah, I think there might be one other one, but I can't think of what it is. Um, Iron Man Three. Watch that one. Watch Iron Man 3. That was not good. After the first Iron Man, they all go downhill. Um, Mandarin was terrible. Yeah. Uh, watch stuff, watch stuff. I fucked around with uh, the in-laws' computer. Uh, that was a fucking trip, my friend. I honestly, Blue screens of all, all day. Blue screens all day just to find out. Like I'm like losing my goddamn mind. Turns out it's a hardware failure. Oh, I was going to say driver problem. <laughs> well, that's what I thought it was. Driver problem, driver problem, driver problem. And I was like, fuck it. Fresh SSD, fresh install of Windows. And I didn't even make it through installing Windows and I got a blue screen and a bad RAM. So, uh, uh, those are always fun. And, you know, then I had to deal with like the frustration of not checking the hardware first you know not doing yeah. like a, a mem test or whatever so i was like I'm not even just doing a mem test just do the good old open up a case reseat the ram and see yeah that, i was just know. like well it was read. i knew it was fucked up it was reading wrong based on the amount that was supposed to be in the system anyways uh, and then i just was like you piece of shit and i just got frustrated and i was like this thing's a piece of pie this thing, i was like this thing's such a pile of shit it's not even worth my time we're just building a new computer yeah, so, I, I love getting to that. I haven't gotten, now that I've been home, I haven't gotten to get to that frustration level where at work I would do that sometimes where I'm like, this thing is out of warranty by six years. I don't give a shit about it anymore. I don't Go even know. I don't even know if you'll even. FX 6100. Yep. AMD card. GTX 950. Ooh. Yeah. That's a, that's a dwarf card in itself. Those things are not meant to be. Yeah, it's a well. I mean, it's your in law, so it's not like they're using it for anything. Yeah, but just using it for a while. Yeah. So, well, even then, you shouldn't use that for a while. I have a nine seventy sitting around that's better for that. I have, yeah, I do too. Um, so, anyways, nine fifty is uh, meant to like run. I don't even know. I was gonna say league, but no, not even that. Yeah, it's it's just bad. Runescape, so, old Runescape. <laughs> what else have I been doing? That's that's about it. I mean, I. Haven't really. I've been looking, researching TVs because I want to get a new TV. I figured when you asked me what yeah, size mine which, was, 
there was a dead giveaway. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think you're normally just like, hey, well, what's what's your size of TV? So I have a, I have outlines behind my TV with painter's tape of TV ah, sizes, sizes to figure it out because we're trying to decide between a 55 or a 65. Um, so why not just go in the middle? Because 60 inch, they there's not a lot of companies making 60 inch TVs. No, okay. Anymore, it's weird. It's like it's 55, a, 65, and that's it. Been a while since I've been in the game, so. Yeah, and then if you want to go up to like 75, it goes to 75. 108. Yeah. Get real fancy. Or we uh, spent three days trying to install it. That's about it. That's about it. It's about, I don't know. Boring. Fair enough. It happens. More often than not. <laughs> True. What have you been up to? Same old shit. Uh, I'm in Act 3 of Ghost of Tsushima. Yay. So that should be getting finished here before the end of... Before the show next week. Yeah, I suspect. Um, I I got there, and then I just didn't play for like four days. Because I burned a lot getting there. Okay. And then I was like, all right, that, I've had my fun. I now need to cleanse. That Act 2 push, like I thought... The, the end of the Act 2 pushes. Equivalent to uh, Act Three in Red Dead. Yeah, I suspected. I thought it was going to be downhill after Act One, and I got into. I began Act Two, and then when everything popped up and it, all the shit, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, yeah, like Act One was nice and sizable. Then you get to Act Two, and they're like, "Run to your house," and I just zoom out and see how far it was, and I went, "All the stuff I have <laughs> in between me and that place is so much." Yeah, but it's all done. I'm into Act 3 now. Wrap up Lady Masako and Sensei Ishikawa and Norio. And Did you or you still have those? I still have those. Okay. I have, I'm have. i on the last one for Masako. And then I have to I have two left for Norio and uh, Sensei Ishikawa. Uh, and then I have another tale for the Khan armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have to find the legendary one for the flame. But we know where that is. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I'm now that's the thing. Finishing it means I have to go do all the side stuff. Because the main quest tells me that my next. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Is that you? What? I mean, I've been making. I make noises no, randomly, was... but it might have been outside. Yeah, something that way. I can't tell if it's Max just fucking around on the table or what he's doing. Oh, yeah, he is. He's just walking around over there. You son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I love you. The. Tail says to prepare to attack the castle or whatever. So I'm like, well, not starting that in case that just triggers the end of the game and I want to do the other stuff first. So I'm going to go do the side stuff before I go back to the main story now. I think uh, if I had to guess, I think based on where it sounds like, I think you have two missions, two big. um... That's, that's my guess. It's, because it was after you got your friends north and your friends are with you again. And then it says, because uh, the first step was recruit your friends or whatever. And then prepare for the castle or. Mm-hmm. Well, it might technically like be that. three then. Yeah. So it's right there. So I'm just like, so probably, like once, probably once I start that, I won't want to stop it because I'll just want to move. So I'm going to do my side stuff before I go there. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a solid game plan. I think. Yeah. 
It's a typical us game plan anyway, for the most part. Uh, been that got uh got a lot of FM in a lot of football manager 2020. Played some more today, play some tomorrow. Made it through our second season officially, so we're going to be going into our third season. Stop the press. This season, the ending of this last season, I came in first, so I won the league. You guys got to get a trophy that you send back and forth to each other, even yeah. if it's like a stupid little like yeah, just a little shit, like dumb metal or something. Yeah, I really, just to... really should, and I just get one for. I should get like a a bunch of them, or even just, even if it's just like a patch made mm-hmm. that's like league champ, manager of the year. Uh, manager of the player of the year, like just all this dumb awards that we do win, and then just like mm-hmm. mail them back and forth to each other yeah. like a bunch of idiots. Maybe, maybe, uh, like, I mean, Kenny has a three D printer. It's, I think it's here. Should like three D print like a like a ring or something? Do they do they do rings for a soccer? Prop? I mean, no, they do large plates. Oh, giant. Okay. They've gotten run over by buses. It's a whole thing of okay. people dropping soccer trophies. It's the same if you ever read the stories of where the Stanley Cup's been. Great mm-hmm. time. Uh, but yeah, I, that's actually really funny. We sh- I should do something like that. Order and have I think it'd be thing. neat. Yeah. yeah. Just because I, I want to do it for like all the things we get. and Because then... you guys play enough to where it could be a thing. But yeah, not just, enough just, to I... where you'll be just mailing it back and forth to each right. other. Right. Well, it takes us forever to get through a year. Yeah. But I wouldn't put the... I just won't put the year on it. Yeah. I'll just put manager. You just got to make some like goofy. It's got to be like funny or something. You know? Yeah. Manager of the year, except it's like the picture of from, from behind somebody looking at a, like their head with a, t- a monitor in front of them. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're doing anything. It's just your yeah. armchair manager of the year. That'd I'm, be a good armchair I'm, manager of the year. Oh, I'm so doing this now. I just got to find out what, what to order to like get the full effect. Mm-hmm. Because it can't just be, you know, merit badges. Those are tiny. It's got to yeah. be it's gotta be sizable enough that you recognize it, mm-hmm. but not enough that it kills us to have in our possession. Type yeah, thing. or to, like, send it back and forth if you right. have to. I'm so, so looking forward to what I find. Uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of that. I won that. I won the league. I won manager of the year. One of my players won player of the year. One of my players won young player of the year. And then I won the FA Cup. And I won the Super Cup at the beginning of the season. So I took three trophies home with me last year. And I was just like, woo, yeah, feeling good. Sounds like a solid. It's much better than where I was the season before, which was no trophies. Or no. Uh, Season before, I won Euro and something else. So season before, I did win a trophy. But I won more trophies this time. So, yeah, we're just in the off-season pushing towards Season 3 now. That's all it is. Scout, retool, get stronger. The AI is bullshit, and I don't understand how they get away with 90% of the transfers they make. They just spend money like it just shows up out of a genie lamp. Don't know where the fuck they get it from, but they're like, yeah, I know the last transfer window we spent $200 million on two players. Oh, yeah, what? It's the new transfer window? Yeah, same thing again. $200 million on two players. And I'm like, but you have players already. They just buy Liverpool bought two brand new strikers when they didn't lose any of their current ones, which are already all world class. And I'm just like, how are they not pissed? You're not playing that. Like it's a whole thing where Kenny and I notice ourselves going through problems, but not the AI that's just spending and buying up 
three world-class players that you're, they only field one at a time. And I'm like, I don't understand whatever. Hoping it gets fixed for the next one. Just like, let's not have psychotic AI, please. It'd be great. Not, not asking for much, just more reasonable. Uh, that, and then speaking of game pass, cause I was apparently I signed up again. Now, when I say I signed up again, I spent the last night after the podcast last week fixing my Xbox account. And when I say fixing my Xbox account, I mean not attaching it to the Adelphia email I had from 2006. That's a... I went through that a while ago. Good times. It was attached to my Adelphia email, and I was like, this needs to not be there. The password needs to get changed. The authenticator, wherever that is, needs to go to my new phone. And so I had to go. I went through a bunch of stuff and like reorganize everything, change my gamer tag so it matches up to be Pixel Zombie. Mm-hmm. I think I have a hashtag now for the number because the way they yeah. are doing it, you can have the same name, but the number is always going to be different type of thing. So I have. Are we going to play some Grounded? I have it all under control. We can? Yeah, sure. You tell me. I'll let's fuck follow. up some ants. Spiders, man. No, they fuck you up. Damn wolf spiders. So there's, there was that. And I looked at it and I was like, wait a second. I don't even need the Game Pass Ultimate. Because the Game Pass Ultimate comes with Xbox Live. Not using it for that. Yeah. Comes with the console and PC one. Guess what? Don't have the console. Yeah. And then comes with Xbox Games or you know, Games with Gold that I call it every month. And I'm like, guess what? I don't need that. Yeah. So I'm going to spend $5 and get a shit ton of games. Which also, I spent $1 and got a shit ton of games. Is it $1 for one month? Yeah. And it goes back up to 5 And I'm like, oh, $5. (laughs) Somebody stop me. So I started playing. I'm going to play Carrion. Need to Mm -hmm. finish that. So fun. Smooth. Smooth game. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Neon Abyss. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler style game. Ton okay. of fun. It gets addicting. I use it for when I, I'm just like in between things or maybe I'm waiting for Kenny to get on or something. Just play that until I die. Uh, and then I started Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Cause that's just one that I've meant to mm-hmm. meant to try out. So that's it now. That has now graced the list of things for me to play once Shushima is over. Nice. And I have Remnant on Epic now because Remnant is free to pick up. And I'm going to be playing that with Eric, hopefully. Him and I will be doing some two-person shooting McDon't-get-hit games. I, I grabbed it, but I, I, I grabbed it because it was free. I grabbed it. The moment I grabbed it, I installed it. After I installed it, a couple hours later, I had an update. This morning, had another update. What you updating? Because I just downloaded you, <laughs> and you had two updates. So, it's been... I played the first mission, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure you're, you're, for, you're forced killed. Not like... Scripted death. Yeah, scripted of. death, not Vader force killed. Uh, you have a scripted death, but they put you into the game with a sword, and I'm like, oh, please no. I was like, I saw the guns in this game. Please give me gun, sword, bad. And I'm trying to do stuff. And I'm like, oh, this, I am not a samurai anymore. It was so 
bad and then I got a gun and I was like, oh, I am much happier with guns. If only Ghost of Tsushima had a pistol. You'd win everything. Duel. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Stand off. Boom. Call me Aaron Burr the way I'm dropping Hamilton's. It's a good rhyme. It is. Dickie or Burnham? One of them uses it. Burnham. I don't know their names. Bo. Yeah, you do. Little Dickie. Oh. It's Bo. Bo uses it. Anyway, that's been the podcast. Okay. I'm going to go look this up now because now I'm curious. But I'm pretty sure it's him. Uh, questions and comments. There's a link below wherever you're listening. It probably says literally questions and comments. And I'm pretty sure you can click it. Spotify apparently doesn't let you click it if you're in the app. But if you're on mobile, it does. So your guess, new. your guess is as good as mine, honestly, is why that's a thing. But we shall see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.